What is up, everybody? Welcome back to First Sound Rundown, where we give you a holistic view of the world of sports. Whether you're a casual fan or an avid fan, this is the place for you. We're you two hosts. I'm Hayden Vozar. He's Matt Vozar. Today is Tuesday, March 14th. This is our third episode in the span of five days, I believe it is. And we're on a grind. And that's because it's March Madness season. This is the episode that you want to hear out of the three that we've done over the past five days. If you're listening to one, it should be this one, because this is where we give our full bracket picks. Both of us are going to go through our, our whole entire bracket. We're going to do it in a way that it doesn't seem boring. I know that's that seems kind of repetitive and boring, but trust me, it, it'll, it'll be exciting. We'll give our analysis. We won't go super in-depth with every single game because there's no use in doing that for a 1 versus 16 matchup. So we'll go in-depth for the games that we feel that it's needed for, but other games we're, we're probably just kind of just going to gloss over and just give our winner and maybe like one or two reasons why we, why we've picked them, but uh, it's going to be a really fun, fun episode. This is actually one of the most fun episodes of first on rundown throughout the whole entire year. So again, this is, this is probably going to be one of our favorite episodes of season three so far and throughout the rest of the season. So super excited for it. I know, I know Matt on the other end here is just absolutely elated with joy because he loves this kind of stuff. So Matt, is that true? Well, judging by the fact that I've already made 19 brackets, uh, I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's Tuesday evening, Tuesday afternoon, and uh, 19 of them are already in the tank. So, uh, and that's that's the best part about it, right, is the fact that there are so many different combinations. There's so many, everybody knows how random this thing is. You never know. Nobody knows who's going to win any of these games, right? And so you might as well just get your make your chances of, of, of winning a little bit better by making a bunch of brackets um, and obviously not realistically but um like seriously this is just my favorite thing to do so uh that's uh that's all true what what hayden said um and obviously i think we'll probably because i mean you know obviously we've been talking about college basketball a lot on the podcast we also were together this weekend for the end of conference championship week um so we watch a lot of those games together so we might have some some similar thoughts um especially when it comes to kind of the you know the, the games that we think might be might be you know right for an upset as well as teams that we think might be able to uh make a run here um, just to kind of off the bat, I don't know how much we really want to talk about the whole. So we we kind of neglected to mention Selection Sunday on our last episode. We kind of just dove right into the bracket. Um, there were some snubs, obviously. Uh, kind of the most blatant blatant of them was Clemson, who didn't get into the tournament, despite NC State got into the tournament, and Clemson actually beat NC State three times. They played three times. Clemson won all of those matchups and they won by a combined 65 points over those three matchups. So they won by an average of basically 22 points. Um, and, and yeah, and the basically tournament committee gets on there and the guy's like, yeah, well, you know, they lost to Loyola Chicago and they lost to Louisville who were really bad teams. And it's like, dude, they had a better record than NC state. They were the number three seed in the ACC tournament and NC state was the number six seed. And they, they crushed them like head to head. Like if you're deciding between NC state and Clemson, wouldn't you want to go with the team that won not only once, not twice, but three times against that very team. Kind of crazy that Clemson didn't make it in. Um, similarly, you know, you had Rutgers who was a great kind of team throughout the big 10 um, throughout the regular season, at least. And there were other teams that got in from the big 10. I mean, obviously, you know, right. I think Rutgers probably had the best win, right. Being at Purdue um, of anyone in the big 10 and, and you've had teams like Iowa um, and, and, you know, and, and Illinois get in when, you know, they've been kind of solid all year, but nothing. I think that they've kind of shown or proven that they were deserving of being in the tournament. And then the other one was the mountain West, which, you know, 
as we know, well, if you don't know, the Mountain West hasn't won a single tournament, and no team in the Mountain West has won a single tournament game since 2018. They were actually 0-9 in that span, and that's across all tournaments, across all seedings and everything. And obviously, this year, we basically have four teams from the Mountain West get into the tournament. It always seems like, oh, you know, it might be a two-bid league. It might be, you know, the conference champion and, and, and maybe one other team. Uh, but no, we, got, we not only got the conference champion and one other team, that being San Diego State and Utah State, but we also got Boise State and Nevada, who's going to be playing in the in one of the play-in games uh, against Arizona State. So another interesting piece there where, you know, does kind of the, the the lack of success for the Mountain West continue to happen despite the fact that they still get so many teams in. It's kind of like, oh, they play in this in this great conference and you got to respect all these teams, but they never do anything in the tournament. And similar, you know, that's kind of what the Big Ten has been going through too. So I think we'll be able to kind of see where our alliances lie, especially when it comes to picking these games and thinking, you know, who, who has really proven throughout the regular season and towards the end of the season with the conference tournaments, who has really kind of risen to uh, risen to the power and kind of deserves to, to, to make a run in March madness. Um, So those were kind of just my cleanup from selection Sunday kind of, you know, just talking generally about the bracket, uh, which we didn't really get into on Sunday, but obviously kind of now is now is a good timer before we get into our picks. All right. Well, that's a thank you for that little overview of the snubs and also the the uh, Mountain West Conference that triumphed this year in terms of getting teams into the tournament from Matt there. Thank you for that. And without further ado, I think it's only right if we just get right into the madness here. So let's hop right into our bracket picks. So I think the best thing to do here is to go obviously region by region. Um, so, so we'll pick, I think we're going to pick a whole region and, and stick with that. So we're going to pick throughout the whole entire region until we get to the final, our final four team. And then we'll let the other person pick the whole region. And then the way that we're going to do it in terms of the order of the region, if you're looking at your bracket right now, while listening to this, you're a real one, because that means you are dedicated. Uh, and that also means that you're most likely listening to us for insight, which we love, but, we're going to go from the South, which is the top left part of the bracket, then the Midwest, which is the top right. And then we're going to go bottom right, which is the West. And then finally, we're going to do the East, which is the bottom left. So we're basically just going in order of what the one seeds are were ranked as. And going um, clockwise to make it easy in your mind of how you're thinking about it. Yes. Thank you, Matt. That was very, that explained it very well in a short amount of words. So yeah, we're just going to do that. So we're going to be starting with the uh, South region, which, which is Alabama as the one seed. And I guess I'll just go ahead and, and go through my picks now for this region. So I've got Alabama winning, obviously in that game uh, there's, you know, there's no question for me there. And then for Maryland, West Virginia, I, this is actually a game that I have gone back and forth between a lot. I had Maryland originally when I first laid eye, laid eyes on it, I thought, okay, well, Maryland, I think that they have a better resume. Uh, but then I, I switched it to West Virginia because even though West Virginia has a little bit of a weaker defense, I think that Maryland there, I don't think their offense is, is as good as West Virginia's offense. And I think in the tournament offense just kind of prevails. Um, I also don't really see Maryland being able to play in the, in, in, in a tournament game. Well, um, I don't know how much experience they have compared to West Virginia, but I'm just going with West Virginia here. So um, that's that. And then I've got San Diego state and, uh, college of Charleston. I've got San Diego state. A lot of people have college of Charleston here. I don't know why people are getting mixed up in the, the hype over them. They were ranked earlier in the season. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I think it was kind of the earlier part of the season where they were ranked in the twenties 
And everybody is going crazy over that now. And they're like, oh my gosh, College of Charleston, you don't hear of them, but they were ranked at one point. Yeah, they were ranked at one point, but then they kind of fell off. I think they have over 30 wins, but it's it's San Diego State. I think San Diego State's a huge upset bid um, later on in this tournament. So that's, that's who I'm going with here. And then UVA Furman, I said on Selection Sunday that I don't know who I would pick here and that I had UVA picked originally. I, I still do have them picked. I don't want to pick Furman. I don't think that they have enough of what it takes to beat UVA. I think UVA is going to sneak past them in the first round here, uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's, if it's a close game because UVA tends to play in close games against basically everybody. So I have UVA winning there and then Creighton NC State. Uh, this is one of my big upsets, one of my unpopular upsets here. And I have NC State winning over Creighton. A lot of people have Creighton going far to the Sweet 16, even the Elite Eight. I've even seen them in the Final Four in some brackets, which is possible. Yes, they have Brian or Ryan Kalkbrenner, but I I do think that DJ Burns, uh, the the guy that's down low for NC State, he's huge. He's like 300 pounds. So I don't know how it'll fare against Kalkbrenner. I know Kalkbrenner is really, really good defensively, but I think in terms of rebounding, DJ Burns might be able to get the best of him. Um, and that's kind of what I'm, what I'm banking on for, for uh, NC state, at least they also have this guy named Turquavion Smith um, and Jaquel Joyner. Or I don't know. I forget what his name, first name is, but those are the two guards for NC state. And they're also really good. Uh, they're probably going to be, you know, pretty good draft picks. So I'm going with NC state there. And then uh, I've got Baylor over Santa Barbara. I don't really think that there's much to talk about there. Baylor's good. And then um, I've also got Utah State over Missouri. Utah State is kind of a popular upset pick here, I think. Uh, And I just think Missouri has been kind of shaky all season. Yes, they play in the SEC, but I think Utah State representing the Mountain West here. Going to prevail. Um, they've they've got a good, a pretty good offense. They I think they shoot the ball pretty well. Um, actually, no, I think I think their interior play is, is really good. They they're a little bit shaky from three, but their interior play I think is going to help them move past Missouri. And then finally, Arizona versus Princeton. I've got Arizona there. I don't think it's really. I I, I don't I don't see Princeton really having any kind of upset bid over Arizona. So then moving on to the round round of thirty two here, I've got Alabama and West Virginia. Uh, this is, this is interesting because honestly, in Mer- if Maryland was playing in this game, I feel like they would have a better chance of beating Alabama just because I think that they're the most, the more balanced team. Um, so I've got Alabama beating West Virginia. I think that they'll probably do so pretty handily with UVA and San Diego state in this round of 32, I've got San Diego state winning. I don't, I think San Diego state is going to be way too much for UVA. UVA likes to slow down the game. San Diego state, I think is pretty much the opposite. They like to play really fast. Uh, they've they score a lot of transition points too. And so I think that's going to be tough for UVA to stop. Uh, so I've got San Diego state winning over UVA there with Baylor and NC state. I think Baylor is going to be way too much for NC state. Again, NC state is kind of a, it's kind of a, a teeter totter pick for me. You know, it's, it, it could go both ways for Creighton and NC state. So I'm not going to pick NC state to go any farther. That's kind of how I do my bracket is like, if I, if I'm unsure about a team about an upset, at least I usually pick them the, be upset in the set or to be beat in the second round or whatever round is after that. So um, I'm going Baylor there and then Arizona, Utah state. Again, I think this is kind of a no brainer here. Arizona is going to move on. I, I don't know if Missouri would be able to beat Arizona if they won, um, but I don't really see Utah state being an upset bid over Arizona. So 
I've got the one, five, three, and two seed in the in the Sweet 16 in this region. I've got Alabama against San Diego State. I think Alabama is going to prevail there as well. Alabama is just a really good team all around. Um, they, I think they've kind of moved past the whole Brandon Miller thing at this point. They understand who they are. They know what they need to do in this tournament. They know that they were ranked as the number one overall seed for a reason. Um, and so, I mean, people might argue with that and, and say that Houston deserved that more than them, but I, I, I kind of, I don't know. I, I think that they're going to block out all the hate and they're just going to put their heads down and play because this is, this is their opportunity to really show who they are. This is their opportunity to really, really put their basketball program on the map. So I've got Alabama, uh, winning over San Diego state there and making it to the elite eight and then Arizona Baylor. I've got Baylor winning over Arizona. So I've got them going, moving on to the elite eight. I think Baylor has a lot of experience. They have Keontae George, who's arguably their best player. And he's a freshman right now. And then they've also got Adam Flagler who was on the team was on the championship team from, I think three ish years ago. So I think we're going to see, um, I think, yeah, I think we're going to see a, a good matchup here in the elite eight from, with Alabama and uh, and Baylor, and I have Alabama winning. I know it's kind of a boring pick. I've got the one seed going to the Final Four from this region, but it is what it is. I think Alabama is a, a really good team. There's a reason why they were ranked as the no, number one overall seed. Selection committee missed on a couple things, but I don't. I don't know. I don't really know if they missed on this. Um, you know, with the injury to Marcus Sasser, that is probably why they put Alabama over Houston. Also Alabama had a win over Houston, I believe earlier in the season. So I think Alabama is just a really complete team. I don't really see how there's a way that you can go against them, at least in this region. If they were matched up against other teams in other regions, tougher teams in other regions, you know, tougher four seeds or five seeds or two or three seeds then maybe, but I, I don't really see Alabama losing in this region. So I've got Alabama as my final four team coming out of the South. Yeah, I mean, I uh, mine's going to look a little bit similar. We definitely have some different picks here, which is which is good. Um, so yeah, I have Alabama winning their first game. Obviously, um, I don't I don't think any of the sixteen seeds have a chance in any of these games. So um, I also went with West Virginia over Maryland. I understand. I mean, Hayden kind of had the you know the same thought experiment that was going through my head of like you know Maryland's offense is pretty good, but West Virginia plays really good defense, and they, play, they also well they kind of play like a not necessarily like a pack line like UVA does, but almost like a, almost a full court press, like kind of what VCU did and their kind of run to the final four uh, back in the day, 2011. And Bob Huggins is their coach. uh, And he's, I mean, he has like, he basically gets to the tournament every single year. He has so much March Madness experience. Uh, Kevin Willard is the coach from Maryland. It's his first year. They were like 18 and one at home this year. So kind of away from home, it's going to be a little bit of a tough environment. So I'm definitely going to go with West Virginia there. Uh, San Diego state, Charleston Hayden mentioned it. Charleston's a very, very trendy upset pick because people remember kind of earlier in the year, how they were, you know, they were kind of, they were ranked inside the top 20 and everything. And, and again, I don't know. I, like I, 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 I don't believe it. I think the more that I hear the hype about Charles, and again, this is just, this is also a betting thing is like, once you hear, or once you hear other people who don't typically wouldn't otherwise know that Charleston's a really good team because they were ranked and everything, that's kind of when you know that they're a little bit overhyped and you kind of need to buy back on, on San Diego state. So um, I also want San Diego state there. Virginia versus Furman. If I was to pick an upset between these two, so either the five twelve or the four thirteen, I'd probably actually go with Furman, despite obviously being a UVA alum. We all know how they fare in the tournament. It's like it's either extreme; they either win the championship or they lose in the first round. Um, I do have them advancing in this game just because. But again, it's one of those things. It's like a, almost a, a death matchup for UVA because 
as we know, UVA's defense, you know, is, is basically suffocating, but Furman is the best shooting like two point percentage shooting team in the entire country. And like, that's exactly how you UMBC upset Virginia as the, as the 16 over one seed, uh, you know, three years ago. So that's one of those things where, you know, really the only thing that can beat UVA is really great shooting. And that's exactly what Furman does. So I would say if you're going to, if you're thinking about one of those upsets, I would, I would probably go Furman uh, before I go Charleston. Uh, but I, I do have the higher seed winning both of those matchups. Hayden went with NC state. I'm going to go with Creighton. I think that Creighton just has, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, I'm probably a little bit too far down the Creighton road. I have like in most of my brackets, I have them going either to the, to the sweet 16 or the elite. I haven't, I haven't been the final four in a couple of brackets. Hayden even mentioned that too. Um, so, so, you know, I, I just think that again, NC state, I don't even think NC state should be in the tournament. Um, so kind of by that logic, I'm going to take Creighton, right. A team that was solid in the big East all year. They struggled in the beginning and then kind of, kind of caught on late. And so I'm going to go with Creighton there. The next matchup is Baylor, UCSB, UC Santa Barbara. Um, Hayden has Baylor in the Elite Eight. I have UC Santa Barbara up, upsetting Baylor in the first game here as the 14 over three upset. Baylor has just been so, I don't know. I mean, they've been in the top 10 most of the year. You know, obviously Hayden said like their offense is great, but they can't, they can't stop anyone. They play, they can't play defense. And, and it's one of those things where you, sometimes you look at and, and just, well, I guess I'll kind of say it now, but two kind of rules of thumb to keep in mind when you are filling out your bracket. The first is usually the conference champions of, especially for, especially power five conference champions don't fare well in the tournament, at least in kind of the first couple of rounds, just because they're, they've played so many more games They're You know, it was all in a row it was all in a, in one city. They're going to have to go back. They're already tired. They come into a different city to play. Um, so usually those conference champions don't do so well. Second thing is in eight of the last nine years, this is the most mind blowing stat of all. So if there's anything that you take away, um, definitely, you know, definitely listen to this eight of the last nine years, there's been a seven seed or higher in the final four, which I like, I look back and I'm like, I can't even remember. Like, I remember like UCLA was an 11 seed um, last year. Obviously you had, you had UNC as an eight seed, but, um, but I can't even like remember that, but I think it's just, that goes to show like, you know, it pretty much. And the one year that it wasn't was the year that UVA won the championship. It was UVA as a one seed um, Texas A&M or no Texas tech was a three seed. Uh, Michigan state was a two seed. And then Auburn was a five seed. So even then you had some, you know, kind of some disparity uh, within the, within the final four in terms of seeding. So definitely kind of keep those in mind when it comes to, you know, the teams that are hot that might, they might've been hot to end the season, but they might not be hot going into March madness. I didn't follow my own advice there because as you'll kind of hear throughout this podcast, I picked a lot of those conference champions to go pretty far in my bracket. But again, it's just kind of a, a probably a recency bias, but anyway, Baylor, like I said, I mean, they actually lost early in their, in their conference tournament. So they are, they would be ripe for something that, you know, where they could kind of go on a little run here. So I think it's, I think me and Hayden are kind of I think both of us could be, could be very right. I think Baylor's one of those teams where they're just gonna be streaky, right? They're either gonna go, kind of just lose in a weird game where USCSB outshoots them and, 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 you know, Baylor turns the ball over and can't defend, uh, or they could go on a run to the elite eight and kind of, you know, give Bama a test to go to the final four. Uh, I could see anything out of Baylor. I just see them being upset or, you know, it's just kind of a fun upset pick too, that I wanted to just wanted to get out there too, for the first round. Um, I have Missouri Hayden picked uh, Utah state. I have Missouri. I think that they, I mean, just playing in the sec, I saw them play Bama in the semifinals of the conference tournament. Um, they, they lost, but, they shoot very well. And, but that's another thing for, especially for March Madness teams that I like to pick is just teams that shoot the ball really well, because yeah, they might be, they might get cold and they might get blown out, but that hot streak can carry them for really forever. Um, So I I definitely like Missouri to at least kind of get through that game, but it is interesting because I think that game's being played in Sacramento, California, which is, 
I think only a couple hours away from Utah State. Like distance wise, Utah State is probably going to have more of a home crowd there. So, um, and I think they're actually favored to win the game in terms of the betting line. So, wouldn't be surprised if Utah State takes that one. But I have Missouri moving on, uh, and then Arizona over Princeton, of course. Um, second round, I have Alabama beating West Virginia in a couple brackets that I made. I actually picked West Virginia to win this game. That's obviously kind of a pretty big upset. I just think that, you know, their defense can sign that kind of sometimes gets you get you out of sorts. And Alabama has has looked flat at times, but I definitely have Alabama beating West Virginia, San Diego State and UVA. Hayden picks San Diego State. I'm going to go with UVA. But again, I could see any any result happening here. Um, and the main reason that I'm going with that is because they're very, very similar teams, right? They're extremely defensively focused in San Diego State. And I think UVA probably, I think they both have top 10 defenses in the entire country. Um, and, and really, I'm just going basically strength of schedule, right? So UVA played in the ACC. It's a power five conference. It's not that great compared to, you know, years past, uh, but, but definitely better competition than San Diego state's been playing. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's easy for your, for your defense to be ranked. Well, you know, when you're playing San Jose state and Wyoming, you know, on, on your two game schedule out of the week, whereas, you know, UVA is kind of going up against Clemson and Miami, these teams that are very, very offensively, uh, offensively focused. So I think that just, it's, it's going to be a very, very low scoring game. Like seriously, the game will probably be like 40 to 30 as a, as a final score. Um, but I think that UVA just having that, that bigger competition is, is probably going to put them through here uh, to the sweet 16. And now that I'm saying that too, now that I'm like having faith in them, that means they'll definitely lose their first round game to Furman. Um, so, uh, so next game I have Creighton versus UCSB. I'm going to have Creighton win, uh, you know, kind of, kind of moving on here. Like I said, in a lot of my brackets, even when I did pick Baylor, I had Creighton over Baylor as well. So I do kind of believe in Creighton. The only thing with Creighton is their starting five is probably one of the best starting fives in the country. But then basically once they get to their sixth man, like the first guy off the bench, it, it it's really it really falls off from there so I think if their starting five can just stay hot and kind of stay on the on the court not get injured and, and just kind of keep playing I think Creighton can really go go pretty far but um you know I, I don't there's 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 that one hole which kind of gives me pause especially when it comes to March Madness when you do need kind of a deep bench uh, for how many games will be kind of playing in a row here um I have Arizona over Missouri I picked Missouri in a couple of my brackets just because like I said they can get really hot from from you know from three and that's obviously great to have in March Madness great to be able to pull an upset but I definitely think Arizona is going to get the win over Missouri or Utah State really whoever they play um I, I like Arizona especially in the bottom of this bracket where there's not not too much stiff competition um, and then pretty much chalk for me. So I have Bama beating Virginia uh, to go to the Elite Eight. And then I have Arizona over Creighton um, to set up a one versus two matchup in the Elite Eight. I promise later on my bracket will get way, way crazier. I just think that this this region is just a little bit easy. And and the the, the talent disparity is, is it pretty there's a pretty big fall off, I think, over, um, you know, pretty much after Bama and Zona. So uh, and then give me give me Alabama to be Arizona, go to the final four. All right. Well. We both got Alabama in the final four. It's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on to the Midwest here. I think that, like Matt said, that that top left region, that South region was a little bit chalk uh, for, for a lot of people. But this Midwest region, let me tell you, it is my it is my wildest region. I my the outcome of it is maybe a little bit predicted, but I think that the the inner workings of this region for me are just a little bit out the wazoo, but I, but I have good reason. Okay. So first off we got Houston against, I think that's Northern Kentucky and KU. Uh, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got, I've got Houston. Uh, I think actually, I think that they will. So I'll give a little bit of insight into this game. I think that Houston will sit Marcus Sasser for this game, really, no matter if he's healthy or not, 
just to kind of get things brewing. Um, I don't think that they really want a lot of the attention on them, especially for an injury that is to their best player. But I don't think that they're going to play him um, again, no matter really how healthy he feels. Like as long as he feels a little bit lower than hundred than hundred percent, I don't think they're going to play him. Um, I don't really think that they really need to. They lost to Memphis in the AAC championship. And that was most likely because Mar- Marcus Sasser was missing, but I don't think it'll be much of a problem. I think they're, they're going to save him for the either Iowa or Auburn matchup in that second round. Hopefully he'll be, he'll be ready by then in a couple of weeks. So I've got Houston winning that. And then I've got Iowa beating Auburn. Now I think the only, really the only thing that Auburn has going for them is that this game is being played in is in Birmingham, Alabama. So Auburn's going to have a lot of fans there. Um, Iowa actually, the I think the bottom half of this bracket or the, the bottom half of this region is playing in in Des Moines, Iowa, which is right where Iowa, where University of Iowa is. And Iowa got snubbed and got put in the top part of this bracket as an eight seed. If they were put as like a 10 seed or something like that, then they would be playing in Des Moines, but they're not. So um yeah, so they're they're playing in Birmingham, uh, but I still think that they'll win. They have a really, really good offense as they usually do, they score a lot of points. They also give up kind of a lot of points compared to Auburn, but I still think that they'll pull out this win over Auburn, even though it's in Alabama. So that's where I'm going there. And then Miami versus Drake. This is my first pretty big upset of the tournament. I've got Drake winning over Miami. Yes, Miami. Miami's had a lot of great runs recently in the tournament. I actually predicted that they would go to the elite eight last year and they did. So that was kind of my, my flex from last year. I had them going to elite eight. I believed in them last year. I don't believe them then this year. Um, their center, I forget his name, but their center had a foot or ankle injury that he's still dealing with. And I think it's, it's pretty serious. Like it's something that may even keep him out of the game. Even if he's playing, I think that he won't be a hundred percent. And, and Drake's a really good, they're, they're a solid team. Obviously they're not in the best conference, but I think that they're a team that is coming into this tournament with nothing to lose. Miami kind of have it has everything to lose here. Isaiah Wong is a player that can get hot at any second and he can carry to a team to a win, but I don't think he's going to be able to carry them to a win this year. Um, he did a lot of that last year, but yeah, I think that Drake's going to be able to pull out the win here. And then Iowa versus Kent state. I mean, not Iowa, Indiana versus Kent state. Uh, I also have Kent state winning this game. So I've got the 12 and the 13 seed winning in this region. We mentioned it in our, in our podcast uh, on Sunday, or at least I mentioned it, that I thought the four seeds this year were really weak. I still stand by that. And I think that Indiana might be the weakest four seed here. I've seen a lot of analysis on Indiana saying that their stars in, in Jackson, uh, Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Huchifino are going to carry them to a long run in the tournament. I think it's the opposite. I think that having stars on it, having a couple stars and then kind of just some role players on a team, especially a college basketball team in the tournament typically bodes bad for teams. Um, and so if you don't really have a complete team in the tournament, you can really get surprised by a team, especially early, early on in the tournament, uh, Kent state, I'm pretty sure that Kent state shoots the ball really well. So that can also screw them up. But um, I, I think Kent state's defense lacks a little bit. I think that they lack some size, so it'll be a little bit, tough for them to defend trace Jackson Davis, but I don't think it'll be that much of a problem for them. um, That much of a problem for Kent state in in terms of kind of pulling off this upset bid. So I've got Kent state moving on against uh, Indiana and then Iowa state over uh, 
Mississippi State or Pitt. We still have to see who who will win that game. That's kind of the first play-in game that we've come that we've come across, at least important play-in game. Um, I've yeah, I've, I've got Iowa State winning that. I don't think that Mississippi State or Pitt really have a chance against Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State's record is very well. It indicates that they are not that good of a team because they're 19 and 11. But trust me, they have a very good team. They have the best defense. And I think it's, I think they're ranked number one in defensive efficiency across the whole nation. So, uh, and they have a pair of guards that's pretty good. And then they've got a pretty good center as well. So I've got Iowa State easily in that. I don't think that there's really any chance that one of those teams upsets them. Um, and then Xavier, uh, I think it's like Kennesaw State. I don't even know half of these names, the names of half of these teams because I'm looking at the abbreviations on Instagram. But uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter because I've got Xavier winning that game. So three seed moving on. And then Texas A&M, Penn State. This is the game. we Matt said it last podcast. This is the game that he's looking at in the first round as being the most exciting game, the most telling game in terms of what will happen later on in this region. I've got Texas A&M winning this game, but I could see it going both ways. It's literally a coin flip in my opinion. I've I've just really got Ken, or Texas A&M because I think that they've had uh, the most consistent success over the back half of the season. I think they're 16-3 and three in their last 19 games of the season, which is really good for any team, um, especially an SEC team who has come across some t- tough opponents this season, to say the least. So uh, Penn State, I, I wish that I could pick them. But I think that their their road or their journey's over. Like Matt said, teams that go far in their conference tournament tip, typically tire themselves out a little bit. But it also could bode well for them, meaning that they have a lot of confidence coming into this game. It, it could go either way, but I've got Texas a and winning this game. And then I've got Texas over Colgate. I think that this is really the only 15 over two seed bid that we could see in this tournament. Uh, but I'd, Colgate shoots the ball super well. I think they have the highest three-point efficiency in the whole nation. I think they shoot like 41.3% or something like that from three, which is a crazy a crazy uh, clip from three. But I don't think we're going to see Colgate upset Texas this year. I don't think we're going to see a 15-seed upset uh, two-seed this year. So boo-hoo, but I don't, I don't think that's how it's going to be. So uh, going back up to the top of the – region here i've got houston and iowa in the round of 32 i got houston moving past iowa again iowa scores the ball really well but houston i think is i think i said that alabama was a complete team but i think with marcus sasser houston is like one of the most athletic teams in this tournament if not the most athletic team and i think that makes them pretty much the most complete team um even even over alabama in this in this tournament so i'm going uh houston over iowa here and then drake and kent state Again, kind of a toss up. I haven't watched either of these teams all season, so I don't really know who to pick. So I'm I'm picking the higher seed, which is the higher seed by one. And that's Drake. So there we go. Drake going to the sweet 16. Um, I think that Drake could even beat Indiana if, you know, even if Drake wins over Miami and Indiana wins, I think Drake could still beat Indiana. So I think that Drake in the sweet sweet 16 is uh, maybe sort of a a popular upset pick. I've seen a couple other brackets, a couple other analysts. pick this and I think it could happen but I think that Kent State going to the round of 32 gives Drake an easy an even easier route to the sweet 16 so there you go for that and then Iowa State Xavier I've got Iowa State winning this game again I'm really high on Iowa State this year I I just like them as a team they're they they play super super good defense they play good enough offense um and I, I think if they can stay out of foul trouble 
they'll be they'll be golden. And I don't think that Xavier is that good. Um, I you know coming out of the Big East, which was a pretty good conference this year, which typically is a good conference. Um, but the Big East got a, a two a two seed and a three seed this year in the tournament, which is pretty impressive. So. Coming out of the Big East, I think Xavier has, you know, has some good wins on paper, but I think Iowa State just they went through the gauntlet in the in the Big 12. Anything that played in the Big 12 went through the gauntlet. So um, I think that Iowa State kind of knows what they're in for against a team like Xavier, and they're going to be able to pull it out there. So Iowa State onto the Sweet 16 and then Texas A&M, Texas. This is kind of like a rival game almost. I mean, they're in different conferences, but in terms of state rivals, uh, Texas and Texas A&M are, in fact, rivals. So. Um, I think that Texas A&M is going to be able to pull out this, this upset here. I've got, te- I think Texas has the hardest route for a two seed out of anybody in this tournament. Again, I said that I think Colgate over Texas is really the only 15 over two upset bit that has a chance of, ha- has a better chance of happening. Um, and then they've got to, <laughs> after they beat Colgate, after they have maybe a tough game against Colgate, they've got to either play Texas A&M or Penn state, two of the hottest teams in the whole entire tournament right now. So I think that Texas has a really, really tough road to get even just to the Sweet 16. And then even if they make it to the Sweet 16, playing Iowa State or Xavier, th- that's super, super tough. So um, I've, I've got Texas losing to Texas A&M in the round of 32 and Texas A&M moving on. So I've got the one seed, the 12 seed, the six seed and these and the seven seed in this um, in this region in the Sweet 16, which is what I was referring to when I said I've got a lot of mix up here. But. I've got Houston over Drake. Again, this kind of just makes Houston's road to the Elite Eight slash Final Four a little easier. Um, if you got Drake in the in the Sweet Sixteen, I don't think that Drake's really going to be able to t- take down a a complete powerhouse like Houston. So I've got Houston winning there, and then Iowa State, Texas A and M. This is another really tough game. Um, but I think that if Iowa State if Iowa State is able to make it here by playing really really good defense, which is kind of what I'm predicating my argument on. I think they'll be able to stop Texas A&M enough to the point where they'll, where they'll win this game and they'll be able to move on to the Elite Eight. So I've got Iowa State in the Elite Eight going up against Houston, and I can't really pick against the Cougars here. I've, I've kind of got to go with um, with my gut here on, on Houston, which is I'm, I'm predicating my this argument on the fact that Marcus Sasser will be back in 100% and this team will be just absolutely cohesive and that's what they've been all season. So I can't really pick against them here. I got to go Houston to the final four. So again, another kind of chalked up final four team um, with Houston. So I've got Alabama and Houston, the two favorites for their reasons so far, but I don't think you can really go against it. I've got a lot of uh, other upset picks in this region, but we have, we've seen it before where there's a lot of upsets and then it kind of just fills those out to be the one seed in the final four. So give me Houston to go to the final four. Finally going to have some differences here in our, especially when it comes to our final four pick Um, really actually throughout the bracket, we only have like one similar pick (laughs) or throughout this region. And I'll kind of go through my picks, but I obviously see a lot of kind of what Hayden was saying and would agree with him um, for, for a lot of that. Um, So obviously I have Houston winning the first game. Uh, Iowa Auburn, like Hayden mentioned is being played in Alabama, um, which is where Auburn is like an hour away from their campus. So I picked Iowa, but would not be surprised if Auburn wins this game, especially just because of basically the um, the home court advantage. Um, so Miami Drake, Hayden had 
Drake beating Miami and Kent State beating Indiana. I basically switch on and off. Like I said, I made a bunch of brackets um, and I basically every other bracket, I'll pick Drake or Kent State. I can see both of them winning very much so. Um, but just for the purposes of kind of how I have the bracket laying out, I actually did go with the higher seeds here, both Miami and Indiana. Um, if I was to choose which one would be more likely to to go down. I'd actually probably say Indiana Kent State, even though funny enough, I have Indiana going pretty far <laughs> um in this in this bracket. But it's one of those things where I can see Indiana almost taking it. I have the Indiana in the final four in a couple of my brackets. Um I honestly think that this first round matchup against Kent State is going to be one of the toughest ones they play uh, just because of how, I mean, Kent State, I think shot 71% in their, in their uh, conference championship game against Toledo uh, in the MAC championship. I mean, that's ridiculous, right? And obviously, yeah, they can get hot. And, and if they stay hot, they can, they can very well do it. Um, but I, I just kind of went with the higher seeds here. Really, actually, the higher seed in every single game. Now that I look about it, because uh, I picked Iowa State as well, um, Hayden's high on Iowa State. Uh, that's kind of the one similar thing that we have, at least through the rest of the region here. Um, they're just they're inconsistent at times. They beat Baylor twice in the last like week, basically, uh, which is why I think that I'm kind of you know still thinking about that, and and I think that they can kind of you know if they can survive in the big 12 and have as many wins they beat texas earlier in the year i think they beat kansas as well so they've had some really really great wins and i think that that'll probably the the strength of their competition will kind of carry them through at least these first couple rounds um but could also see them falling to mississippi state you know because mississippi state is one of the best defenses in the country so uh you know wouldn't be surprised if, if the 11 seed takes it there but i have iowa state winning that game xavier over kennesaw state yeah i don't think i mean it's a it's a it's a great story for kennesaw state they actually were three years ago the, their record was one and 28 so they won one game and, and lost 28 games. Obviously now, I think this year, I think they went 26 and eight or something like that, or 20, 26 and four or something like something crazy, whatever, in a three-year turnaround that they've done that well. But I don't think they're going to be able to beat Xavier uh, in this game. Texas A&M, Penn State's probably the best game of the entire first round uh, for all these games. I I would have very much wanted to put each, each of these teams, you know, kind of just have them as upset picks and, and making a run in my bracket. But obviously you know, just kind of didn't really, didn't really happen because they're matched up against each other. And of course, matched up with Texas, the two seed right under that. Um, so I agree with Hayden when he says that they probably have the toughest road to the sweet 16, really of any of the top, you know, the, the one or two seeds here. Um, and, and it just sucks. Cause I would want, would have wanted to have Texas A&M and Penn state both make a run anywhere else, literally anywhere else uh, in the bracket and they, than where they are here. I have Texas A&M winning the game. Again, wouldn't be surprised if Penn State won. They're the best three-point shooting team in the country. So if you want to kind of have a trendy upset pick, Penn State is totally fine too. But Texas A&M is just big. They have size. They get down low and they force turnovers, which is, again, what you need when it comes to March Madness. So, And then I have Texas over Colgate. I made a case for Colgate on the Sunday episode um, that came out. And you'll see I am a fan of Texas. Um, and I could see them winning the championship. I could also see them losing the first game to Colgate. Um, if, if you're going to pick any 15-2 upset, I think Colgate would probably be the one. Texas just has too much size, and, and I think their guard play is, is really good as well. Um, Houston versus Iowa. I I chose Houston. Um, in a couple of the brackets where I picked Auburn to beat Iowa, I did pick Auburn to beat Houston, simply because both of these games are going to be played in Birmingham, Alabama, which is an hour away from Auburn's campus. And as we saw this year, Auburn was great at home. And so if they basically have a home game against an injured number one seed, who's the favorite to win the, win the whole thing, I could very much see Auburn almost pulling an upset here um, as like the nine over the one seed. Uh, I did pick Houston because I picked, well, I picked Iowa. <laughs> I ended up picking Iowa to, to kind of win this game. Um, and I picked Houston to beat Iowa uh, to move on to the to the Sweet 16 there. I have Miami and Indiana. Again, 
it could be Drake and versus Kent State. I, you know, either either way, but I have Indiana beating Miami. I think that so Miami lost one of their big guys, um O'Mary or so I forget what his name is, um, but he's huge and and he's a big part of their rebounding game. And he got hurt in the Duke game in the NC or the, the semifinals of the of the ACC conference tournament he like left and and didn't return and he kind of like had to get like he kind of like hopped to the locker room uh i think the x-rays were okay but like i don't again and this is the only thing with other thing with college sports is like you there's not enough information fully readily available to to be able to understand what i think is gonna you know what's gonna happen here um and so it is what it is with 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 the whole Miami thing. I think that this is kind of where they fall. But again, if if he's healthy, I could see them making a run as well. Um, so I have Indiana over Miami in the four or five matchup, and then similar to Hayden, I have Iowa State over Xavier uh, to go to the Sweet Sixteen. Pretty much all the analysis that he said is is something that I you know I believe in as well. Um, I think Xavier got kind of overseeded. I don't think they should be a three seed, um, and I could see them losing easily to a nice Iowa State here, uh, Iowa State team here out of the Big Twelve. Texas versus Texas A&M. Hayden had Texas A&M. I have Texas A&M in like basically half my brackets to, to win this game, but I have Texas in my kind of my full bracket here and you'll see why later on. Um, so I have Texas advancing uh, into the sweet 16 as well. So then I have Houston and Indiana playing for the spot in the elite eight. And this is where I put the upset in. I had Indi- I have Indiana over Houston because as much as, and again, t- Houston's the betting favorite to win the championship, but Marcus Sass's injury, it's a growing injury. Okay. Which is something that you don't just get over very quickly and it's very, very easy to just retweak or, you know, you step wrong and, and it's, it's kind of gone. So yeah, they might hold them out of the first two rounds and they might be fine in those first two rounds. But once you get to the sweet 16, you're playing against, you know, another team that's already won two games and is going to be, you know, pretty good competition. And so I think that if he's not hundred percent and there's a good chance that he's not, whether he plays at not fully hundred percent or if he doesn't play at all, I think Indiana with their size and trace Jackson, Jackson Davis down low can really give Houston some problems. So, um, so I have Indiana uh, pulling the upset here to get to the elite eight. And then Iowa state versus Texas. They played twice during the regular season. They split those matchups, but just seeing what Texas did in the big 12 championship. And I know I'm going against what I said, you know, where <laughs> the winners of those, of those, you know, big power five conference tournaments usually don't do too well. I, I can't, I can't do it. I just, I, I never thought that I would see Texas play this well, especially after they basically, their coach was basically arrested on a domestic violence case. And then it turns out nothing really happened with that. And then they, you know, they have this interim coach now here and and they stay stayed good the entire season. Um, and here they are, you know, they win the big 12, they beat Kansas by 20 in a neutral site location. So I have Texas beaten Indiana to move to the final four. Alrighty, that yeah, that is quite the mix up there. I didn't really expect Matt to go Texas to the Final Four, but it makes sense. I mean, yeah, if, if they're hot coming off the the Big Twelve championship, then why not pick them to go to the Final Four? They are playing really, really good basketball, and I think that that bounce back from Chris Beer getting fired maybe gave them some fuel, or or, or once it finally kind of like passed over and, and settled in, then that kind of gave them some fuel to. Uh, start playing really well. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the pick there. So moving on to the West, which is the bottom right region. We're halfway through the bracket here. So hang in there with us. So we've got Kansas and Howard uh, in the, as the one sixteen matchup there, I've got Kansas and then Arkansas, Illinois. Uh, this is, this is also kind of a tough game to pick. I think for most, I just think that Arkansas has, has really good, chances to to win this game at least um because they have i mean they have really good experience right they've been to i think they went to the elite eight a couple of years ago and then or maybe last year no a couple twice, years ago I twice think, in a row yeah oh okay then i, I thought it was sweet 16 one year but yeah they've been to the elite eight two twice in a row um and yeah they've just, they've got a really good team uh i think i'm pretty sure that they have 
good like interior defense, uh, which which you know which bodes well against a team like Illinois, who's usually on the bigger side. So uh, I'm going Arkansas there, but I could see Illinois taking this game as well. It's just kind of a toss up. But Illinois has been a little bit shaky in the Big Ten this year, so that's my it's my reason for Arkansas. And then uh, St. Mary's and VCU. VCU is our home team. We go. We used to go to games all the time for VCU, especially after their Final Four run in 2011. Um, but I'm looking for another VCU upset here in the in the first round. Give me VCU over St. Mary's all day. I think St. Mary's is really the one five seed that VCU wants to face in the first round here. I think it's kind of like the perfect storm for them. VCU, if you don't know, I think they still play that trap like full court defense, which is super, super hard to play, especially in a tournament game. If you haven't played against it all season, it's going to catch you by surprise. I know that St. Mary's is definitely preparing for it, but it's one of those things that like in in an in-game situation, it's super hard to overcome that and it tires you out. And yeah, they basically just beat you by letting you beat your, yourself in that situation. So give me VCU all day um, in that 5-12 matchup. UConn and Iona. I don't really know much about Iona. I didn't really do much research on Iona because I have UConn almost like for sure in this game. I don't, I don't really know. Again, Iona might be better than I think that they are, but I think UConn is really strong uh, coming into this tournament. Again, another Big East team. So they're, so the Big East now is two a two seed, a three seed, and a four seed, right? Which is crazy to think of. But uh, the Big East was really good this year, and I think that UConn was perhaps the best team, I guess, other than Marquette, perhaps the best team in this, um, in, in the Big East this year. So they started off 14 and 0. They kind of had a little, little mid season skid, but, uh, I think they're kind of back to form, um, at, you know, as the Huskies are, are preparing to come into this tournament and make a, make a run. So I've got UConn beating, uh, Iona and then TCU against either Arizona state or Nevada. Right now I have Arizona state slash Nevada winning this game. If Nevada wins, I don't know if I'll keep that pick. I'm kind of banking on the fact that Arizona State will win. I, we're pretty high on Arizona State, both Matt and I. They made it far in the Pac-12 tournament. Um, well, sort of far. I, guess, I think they got to the, the semifinals. But still, that, that I mean, that's that's good enough, right? Um, so, yeah, give me Arizona State as, as an 11 seed. Again, if Nevada wins, I may change it to TCU. It kind of just depends on, on who wins that game. But right now, I have the upset pick. So, uh so yeah, give me the 11 seed there. And then Gonzaga against Grand Canyon. Uh, I think <laughs> I think this is Grand Canyon's first tournament in a very long amount of years. Uh, but and I don't think that they're gonna do much against Gonzaga. So Gonzaga has a lot of experience. Um, Drew Timmy, I you know what's crazy? I think Drew Timmy still has a one year left of eligibility after this year. Like he he has to be 46 years old and he's still playing at Gonzaga. So um, but yeah, give me Gonzaga because I mean he's kind of a beast. So and he's got a mustache, so that's pretty cool. So uh, moving on to the 7-10 matchup against, I mean, between Northwestern and Boise State. This is another game that I've teetered, tottered back and forth on. Northwestern, they just don't have a good offense. They have a really good defense, but their offense just kind of sucks. Like, they can't really shoot the ball well, and apparently uh, they get into foul trouble a lot. So, it, like, if they don't get to the free throw line, apparently their their game is just kind of shot. So, um, yeah, so give me give me Boise State in this game. Uh, Boise State has, I, I'm pretty sure it's kind of the offense. It's kind of the opposite for Boise State. They score the ball pretty well, but their defense is a little bit shaky at times. Um, but I guess, I guess kind of like the opposites there just goes in Boise's favor. I think, I mean, you know, if you have a good offense in March Madness, typically you'd play pretty well. So give me Boise State there. 
Um, and then UCLA, I've got them winning over uh, UNCA. So, um, yeah, I've got I've got a little bit of an upset region here. But um, moving on to the to the round of thirty two, my picks are Kansas over Arkansas. Uh, this this is a tough one as well. I don't think that Arkansas is going to be able to make another sweet sweet sixteen appearance as the eight seed, especially when they're playing Kansas. Um, I'm pretty sure that this is correct, but I think Kansas had the hardest schedule out of any team in all of college basketball this year. And they still were this good. They were still able to get a one seed, which is absolutely insane. And they're defending champs, which makes it even harder to do something like that. But they kind of did the opposite of what North Carolina did. They proved everybody wrong by saying, Hey, we can still have a really, really tough schedule and make it as a one seed into the tournament. Um, They're, they just play really fast. They play really sound basketball. They know how to play. But my only concern with with Kansas is the whole Bill Self thing. I don't know how he's doing. I don't know what his status is, if he's going to be coaching. I think he's out of the hospital and, like, with the team now at this point. I think okay. they they mentioned it, I think, on the broadcast of Selection Sunday. Um, so it should be okay. But obviously, yeah, like, he had a heart issue a couple of years ago. This seems like it was almost a relapse. So it's one of those things where he might be back and healthy now. But who knows if this wouldn't happen again, like, you know, sometime during the tournament. That's, like, the scariest part. Yeah, and it seemed like Kansas was a little bit rattled by that um, when they lost to Texas in the in the Big Twelve Championship. So, I don't know. I've I've still got Kansas winning, but it it might be a little bit shaky once it gets to the round of thirty two for them. Moving on to VCU against UConn, I've got VCU's run, if you want to even call it a run, stopping here. Um, I just think UConn's a really strong team this year. Again, uh, they they got that one big dude down low. I don't know. He's like, but he's like six ten, like two seventy or something like that. I'm pretty sure. So Sonogo, I think, is his name. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which he just sounds like a scary guy. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm going UConn for this because they've also got a really good backcourt. Um, and that's you know, good backcourt is like the recipe that you want in March Madness. So, um, give me UConn over VCU. Sad to see the Rams go, but it is what it is. Gonzaga uh, against Arizona State or Nevada. I've got Gonzaga winning this game. Again, it just comes down to experience. Um, you know, they, they've got Mark, Mark Few as their coach. I think that Mark Few is fed up with losing in the, tur- in the tournament at this point, but he they usually lo- lose as a one seed, and they're a three seed this year. So I wouldn't be – it wouldn't surprise me if they get upset by some crazy team like Grand Canyon, but just for, like – keeping my sanity purposes. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Gonzaga even over the 11 seed here. Again, me picking the 11 seed is, is kind of a, is kind of a reach over TCU. So I'm going Gonzaga to beat this 11 seed and kind of keep myself humble here um, going into the sweet 16. So give me Gonzaga there. And then UCLA Boise state. I think this is a pretty easy pick as well. UCLA moves on pretty easy. Um, yes. They lost Jalen Clark, but I think they have a pretty easy, pretty easy road to at even the elite eight. Um, they, they, I mean, they've got Northwestern to worry about or Gonzaga or maybe TCU to worry about. And that those are not very good teams, um, in the bottom part of that, in the bottom part of that region there. So I think that UCLA has got one of the easiest roads to the elite eight. And that's why I had them going to the elite eight. So yes, UCLA Gonzaga. Um, I just gave my pick away there. I've got UCLA over Gonzaga chalked up there. Um, it's, it's nothing, you know, nothing surprising, but yeah, I've got UCLA over Gonzaga and then Kansas State. I mean, Kansas over UConn or Kansas against UConn in the Sweet 16. 
Um, I've got the one, two, three, four seed in the, in the sweet 16 here. So nothing, nothing too crazy, but I've got UConn beating Kansas again. I think that Kansas is going to fall at some point in this road uh, to the elite eight. I, I think that they, they're just going to have a tough time in their region. Um, they've had a lot of success all year. They've been through the gauntlet and then some, but I just think that they're going to, they're going to lose to UConn here. I think you, I'm, I really believe in UConn this year. And that's why I have them moving on to the final four over UCLA. I think that Jalen Clark's injury is really going to catch up to UCLA at this point. And uh, I've got UConn going on to the final four. And that's kind of uh, um, a, a pretty big upset pick for, for me this year, at least, but yes, I've got UConn in my final four. It's it's so funny because I was I, like I said I made I think between Sunday and Monday I made probably ten or twelve brackets or something like that didn't have UConn in a single Final Four and then I listened to one podcast today that like made a huge case for them they're like number four team in Ken Palm they're like one of the best BPI rankings and I'm like dude are you kidding me like how do I not have UConn anywhere close to any of these Final Four so I did some re rearranging of some of my brackets today and definitely uh, definitely propped up UConn some more so like your pick there Hayden um probably going to disagree with you at some point um. Actually, I have a few things that disagree with you in terms of that first kind of pod there, though, like the basically Kansas through UConn. So I have Kansas winning that game. I have Arkansas. I have VCU. I have UConn. So same as you. Um, I have Kansas beating Arkansas and I have UConn beating VCU. So I like your analysis there. Pretty much everything's the same uh, for me. Bottom half of the bracket where is where we get a little bit different here. So I have TCU uh, moving on. No matter who they play, they're a Big 12 team. They played their schedule. They show that they're worth it um, or that they're, they're you know, going to be able to do well uh, in, in at least in the first round. I also have Gonzaga over Grand Canyon, of course. And then I have Northwestern over Boise State. Similar, like, again, it's the Mountain West. And I just, at this point, just with the stat that I had, that I had found, like I said, they hadn't won a game in so long. Um, they just, I don't, I don't think that Boise State's going to be able to, to, well, I don't know. I still, I don't think that the Mountain West going to be able to do very well. Um in the tournament overall Northwestern kind of had one hot streak and that was it. So obviously we're kind of going off hoping that they're going to stay hot or get hot maybe again against Boise state here. Um, so I have Northwestern uh, moving on there. And then obviously UCLA, I'm UCLA over Northwestern, pretty easy pick there. Uh, and then for the TCU Gonzaga game, I have TCU beating Gonzaga. Um, it's one of those things where basically the, I think the winner of this game uh, could could really go to the final four. Like Gonzaga has, I think they don't have any pressure on them um, so far, you know, this, this year in comparison to other years when they've been the number one overall seed and everybody's picking them to win the whole thing. And then even when they do get to the championship games, they lose this year, right. They're sitting there as a three seed They're They don't have much pressure on them. The team is, I don't think it's the best Gonzaga team that they've had, uh, but but I think because of the fact that they just they're not they don't have all the expectations and pressure on them, I think they could really make a run. Um, now, that being said, like I said, I have TCU beating them uh, in this game. I I just I, TCU is big and, and, and they weren't supposed to do well and they kind of came out of nowhere. Their coach is very experienced, Jamie Dixon. Um, and I think that just playing that Big 12 schedule has really put them above Gonzaga here, who has just kind of been playing Santa Clara every night. You know, so it's just a, a completely different level of competition. I think TCU is going to get the upset there. I then also have TCU beating UCLA, and this is where I think the injury to Jalen Clark really kind of comes into play. UCLA has, is, is, I think, the best defense in the entire country or one of the you know top five or something like that, um, and he was a big reason for that, right? So with him not being there, you know, it, it's they have a lot of experience, right? You know, Jaime Jaquez and, and Tiger Campbell have been there through both of their runs in the NCAA tournament up until now, uh, and, and so as Hayden said, I could very easily seeing them, seeing them, see them get to uh, the elite eight and, and possibly the final four. But I, 
I just think TCU with being in the Big 12, they're really battle tested. They had some good wins and I could see them winning this game. So I have TCU in the Elite Eight matched up against Kansas. And then I'm going chalk here. I have Kansas beating TCU to go to the Final Four. All right. Well, yeah, that, that's that's kind of interesting that you got TCU going so far. Also, uh, don't forget some, one thing about TCU since Matt has them going so far. If you are picking your bracket right now and you don't know already, um, their center, Eddie Lampkin, he basically just walked away from the team. I think the, the game before, I think it was the game before they got knocked out of the Big 12 tournament. So maybe it was like the game before the quarterfinals or the game before the semifinals or something like that. He just basically walked on the team and he's entering the transfer portal now, apparently. And I just read that West Virginia is already expressing interest in him, but we'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, Eddie Lemkin, their center, he did leave the team. I don't know how much of an effect that'll have. I don't know how much he was an influence to that team, but, um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I think that TCU again, any, you give me any big 12 team in this tournament and you say that they're going to make a run. I'm not going to argue with you. So um, yeah, I, for sure. Again, if, if Nevada wins that playing game, I will, I will probably change my bracket and have TCU winning and possibly them going, going on to the sweet 16. So this may change, but the, right. These are just the picks for right now before the playing game. So moving on to our last region of the bracket. Um, this is, I think we've, we've kind of named this region, the weakest region in the whole entire bracket, which I think is still true. We've got Purdue uh, playing against either Texas Southern or uh, uh, Fairly Fa- Dickinson. Yeah, Fairly Dickinson. Right. Yeah. FD, I was looking at who, FD, I was who like, and this is a note that I'll give on a sweet 16 team or uh, sorry, a, a 16 seed team um, didn't actually win their conference tournament to get in here. They played Merrimack in their conference tournament tournament championship. Merrimack won that game, but Merrimack moved up from division two, two years ago. And in case you didn't know, you have to have three years of eligibility in division one, or you have to be in division one for three years with no postseason eligibility until like that three-year span is over um so merrimack was is the best team in their conference and didn't even get to play in march Madness, which i don't think is the correct ruling at all but i guess it incentivizes you to not stack your team right away or something i don't know uh but either way fairly dickinson kind of getting lucky here and that's i think why they're in the playoff game or the play in game to begin with very good insight matt i did not know that so I've nonetheless, I've got Purdue winning that um, again, kind of an easy pick there. And then Memphis FAU, these, these eight, nine matchups are, they, I mean, they, they should give you trouble because it's basically teams that are equal, but I've, I, I had Memphis for the longest time. I had Memphis moving on because they won the AAC, but I just changed it like a few hours ago to FAU and Matt's argument for teams that win their conference uh, championship kind of getting tired and and being a little bit burnt out going into the NCAA tournament. Uh, that kind of supported my, my argument for FAU. Now um, FAU, I, they, they shoot really well. They have a really good offense. Um, Memphis is, I think is more predicated on defense. So it'll be kind of like an offense defense battle there, but I think, but FAU, they went like, they won like 30 or 31 games, which they're in the CUSA. I'm pretty sure. But um, like they, I mean, any team that wins 30 games across the season is, is going to be pretty strong is at least in, in terms of a team that can, that can pull off a tournament tournament win in the first round. So give me FAU there again, Memphis is, is a pretty popular pick and especially in the second round to beat Purdue. Um, I, that's actually what I had originally. I had Memphis beating Purdue in the second round, but um, I've got FAU now winning this game and it might come back to bite me in the butt. I, I guarantee you Memphis will win this game now, but Whatever. Uh, moving on to the five twelve matchup between Duke and Oral Roberts. This game is like 
it's probably the most covered game in the media as as a whole so far. You got a lot of people that are that are really really high on Duke, <laughs> including myself. But uh, yeah, I've got, I've got Duke winning this game. But if Oral Roberts win this game, wins this game, I wouldn't really be surprised at all because Duke is known for getting beaten the first round by really whatever teams. Um, and Oral Roberts had a Sweet Sixteen run as a 15 seed two years ago. So don't yeah, I I would say that. Either pick in this game is is a pretty decent pick. You've got arguments for both. You can't, yeah, you, you can't really go wrong with with either pick in this um, in this first round matchup. I just think that if Duke if Duke can get past Oral Roberts, it's one of those deals where like you wouldn't think about it this way, but I think Oral Roberts is probably Duke's toughest matchup um, in terms of you know the possibility of them getting upset and then and, you know kind of all the pressure being on them to beat Oral Roberts. I think that they could they could pose the the toughest matchup for Duke um, throughout their whole run in this region. So I've, I'm still picking Duke here, but right if you pick Oral Roberts, um, all power to you. So moving on to Tennessee against UL Lafayette, I've got Tennessee winning this game. Tennessee lost Zakai Ziegler, I think a few games ago to a torn ACL, so he's not coming back. Uh, but I still think that Tennessee will win this game. I don't. Again, I said it last podcast. I don't know much about UL Lafayette. I didn't really do much research on them because. I don't think that Tennessee is going to lose. I think if it was another 13 seed here, then I might give it some, give it some more thought. Um, but I, I, I haven't seen anything pop out about UL Lafayette, especially like about popular upsets and about, you know, teams that are seated lower than they should be. I haven't seen anything like that about UL Lafayette in my research. So I'm sticking with Tennessee here, Kentucky and Providence. Lots of people are going Providence for, uh, for an upset bid here. Also, I think Providence, according to um, it's like five uh, five two seven or whatever it is, like that and that like weird analytics website that five thirty eight five thirty eight. Yes, that, it's not even close to five two seven. You were one digit short or one <laughs> yeah. digit less on the yeah. two last numbers. Yeah, but according to five thirty eight, um, I had the stat in my head. I just don't know the name of the analytics website, but according to five thirty eight. Um, Providence is actually the, the double digit seed that has the, the best chance of getting to the elite eight. I think they've got like a 9% chance of getting to the elite eight, which I don't know how they measure that at all. Like, I guess path to the elite eight counts. Um, and again, if, if their region is easy for the most part, then I guess that kind of makes sense, but they've got to go up against Kentucky and Oscar Sheepway in the first round, dude. I think Kentucky They've got the scaries from last year, but they're not going to let that happen again. Again, John Calipari is not going to be upset two years in a row in the first round of the tournament. Yes, they're a six seed this year. They were a two seed last year when they got upset by St. Peter's, but they're not going to get upset again. Um, Providence is a really good team. They usually do really well in the tournament. They've historically been a tournament team, but their team is not as, as good as they were last year, not nearly as good as they were last year, this year. So they're, I think they're like their offense just isn't really that good. Their defense, um, or no, I, I, no, no, sorry, it's their defense that really is not good at all. And then their offense is like just kind of okay. So compared to past years, Providence is just not really, they're not really it this year. Um, so give me, yeah, give me Kentucky over Providence. I think Oscar Sheepway is just going to go crazy and have like a triple double or something like that. Kansas State and Montana State, give me Kansas State all day in this matchup. I have, again, I haven't really seen Montana State. Um, or much about Montana State. I think the really the only thing that I've seen is that they're a good three point three point shooting team. That's kind of common. That's that's a recurring theme with these smaller teams that have won their conferences and get a really low seed in the tournament. 
Uh, but still, give me Kansas State. They've got some of the best stars in in all of the in, in in the whole nation this year. So give me Kansas State, Michigan State, and USC. I think that's a pretty good, pretty easy pick. Uh, again, I haven't really seen really anything about USC, uh, and I think it was either last year or the year before. I think it was the year before where I picked USC to go like the Elite Eight, and I think they lost in either the first or second round. So um, I don't really like USC in the tournament at all. So that's that. And then the two seed versus 15 seed, we've got Marquette versus Vermont. I've got Marquette pretty easily in this game. Again, I don't really think that there's much way that Vermont beats them. Um, If it was Colgate against Marquette, maybe may have gone Colgate, but still, I think Marquette's got just too good of an offense to, to really even have a chance of losing, losing this game. Moving on to Purdue and FAU. Uh, I've got Purdue winning over FAU again. I had Memphis beating Purdue in the second round when I had Memphis picked, but I don't think that FAU is going to be able to do it. I think that Zach now, the more that I think about it, Zach Edie, I think he's just really going to dominate until, um, until he faces a team that has, that has a good coach that's going to know how to defend him. Um, and so, yeah, so give me Purdue in this game, Duke, Tennessee, give me Duke over Tennessee all day. I think if, if Tennessee faces Duke in the second round, like this is, a pretty sure pick um, again, without Zakai Ziegler, it's, it's, it's really just like it there. They're not really much competition for Duke in my opinion. So give me Duke all day over Tennessee in the second round, uh, Kansas state and Kentucky. This is kind of another, another tough game, but Kentucky, the, the duo of Keontae Johnson and, and Marquise Noel, like they just have a really, really good offense. Um, I'm pretty sure the only thing that they do is like turn, they turn the ball over a little too much, but against a team like Kentucky, I don't think that's that's going to be much of a problem. Um, Kansas State, they've also surprised a lot of people this year. They start off like 17 and one and they they played in the Big 12 this year, which is always an argument that we can use. So give me Kansas State over Kentucky, Marquette and, and Michigan State. I originally had Michigan State winning this game over Marquette, which I think is is a pretty popular pick by some people. I see Matt kind of smiling a little bit, um, which may, may lead me to believe that he has this. But uh, but yeah, I, I switched it back to Marquette just because I don't know. I think I think Marquette at this point, like they're a two seed. They want to get to the elite eight again or the final four or whatever that they got to um, in 2012 or whatever it was. Um, and they, they have a really good chance to do it this year. I don't think that they're going to really let this chance go. They've got a good seed. Um, they've got some pretty favorable matchups in kind of this early part of the bracket. And so give me Marquette over Michigan State. And then. I've got Purdue and Duke in the sweet 16. Give me Duke over Purdue. I think that Duke, I think that Purdue is going to meet a team that can finally guard. that can finally guard Zach Eady. Again, they don't have anybody that's six or seven foot five, but they've got a lot of really good freshmen that I think I, I know that John Calipari is going to prepare them for um, that. John Calipari John is Shire for Zach. Eady. John Shire is their coach. John Calipari is coach of Kentucky. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Not John Calipari. Yeah, sorry, I'm kind of getting a little frazzled here. Um, <laughs> but then uh, Marquette and Ken, uh, Kansas State, I've got Marquette winning this game. Just, I don't know. It's, it's. I, I think that Marquette's a pretty good pick, um, especially kind of this this late in the tournament. If, if they get those first couple wins under their belt, I think that they'll be able to make a run um, in this tournament. And so give me them going to the Elite Eight. I It's kind of a tough pick. I, I may change it back to Michigan State, but we'll see. I've got Marquette in the elite eight though, right now. And then I've got Duke winning over Marquette. 
I think Duke has way too much firepower for anybody in this region. Um, you can make the argument that if they get beat by Oral Roberts, there's no way that they can be there. Fine. But if they get past Oral Roberts, my argument is that they don't really have anybody that can stop them at that point. So, um, yes, give me John Shire and the Duke Blue Devils to go to the Final Four. Yeah, as soon as Duke was announced as a five seed in the same region as Purdue and Marquette, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure me and Hayden are probably going to both have them in the final four. <laughs> so uh, that's a little bit of foreshadowing for my picks. I'm going to run through them quickly, um, similar to Hayden. Well, actually, no, I think these are actually pretty different than Hayden's. Um, I do have Purdue winning the first game. I have Memphis beating FAU. Um, I have Duke and Tennessee in these in these next four. But I seriously, I, every single region that we've gone through, I basically have been like, I can see the 12 and the 13 seed both winning each of these games and having some sort of crazy double digit seed going in the Sweet 16 there. Um, similar to this, I, seriously, it's one of those. Oral Roberts in the first game is probably Duke's hardest game until the final four. I swear to God, it's it's weird, right? How how that kind of ends up, but. Yeah, I have Oral Roberts in the Sweet 16 in a couple of my brackets, um, but I do think that Duke will probably probably get the best of them here. Um, and then Hayden mentioned it with Tennessee. They're coming in injured. They never perform well in the tournament, especially under Rick Barnes. Louisiana Lafayette, like seriously, if it was any other 13 seed, I'd probably, I definitely have them beating Tennessee. I could see the upset happening, um, but I just think that Louisiana is not as... And they go. They're, they're, they they are not as battle tested as a lot of their thirteen thirteen seeds. So I think the Tennessee will probably it'll probably be close. It'll probably be you know a one or two point game. Um, but I do have Tennessee winning in, in, at the end of it. And then same Kentucky, Kansas State, Michigan State, Marquette, pretty much the higher seeds all through there. Um, it, it it'll get a little bit more mixed up here once we kind of start the second round. Uh, with Memphis over Purdue, Hayden said that it's a it's a trendy upset pick. I I did it. I was like you know right. I I just I don't know. I think Purdue. They're really good. They're always good. They're, you know, they have a solid coach, Matt Painter. Zach Eady is going to be the player of the year. Um, and and I could very well see them winning the entire March Madness tournament. I, I could see them winning the championship. But with the way that Memphis played, and like I said, too, it's bad to it's bad to consider these big conference champions, um, especially after the run that they just made. They're gassed out and everything like that. But I just I didn't follow that advice at all. I just went with Memphis over Purdue for the big upset here to get the Sweet 16. And then Duke over Tennessee pretty easy there like i said i think it'll be it's it i think duke will beat tennessee by more than they do uh oral roberts so that could just goes to show what kind of a you might you might as well want to pick oral roberts too because i think a lot of people are going to be picking duke especially with kind of the brand name and everything being in that that region where it's it's going to be pretty easy to come out of so if you want to kind of diversify your brackets because you think a lot of other people in your pools or, or whatever will pick duke maybe go with oral roberts um you know definitely i think a good option there even at the sweet 16 because i think they have the oral roberts could be tennessee too right for for where we're at right now so uh, i do have duke though moving on to the sweet 16 to face off of, with memphis i have kansas state over kentucky same as hayden and then i did pick michigan state over marquette um again I, i'm back and forth i love marquette shaka smart their head coach was at vcu um when they made their run to the final four so that was great you know but but i just think that michigan state with tom Izzo, like they kind of know they, they they know how to do this um and they've been here before especially in a seven versus two upset He's done that however many times. So I, I have Marquette or I have Michigan State over Marquette. Um, and then I have Duke beating Memphis to go to the Elite Eight. I have Kansas State over Michigan State. I just think that Kansas State's a really solid team. I don't think they've gotten too much, you know, 
overhypedness, um, you, you know, up until this point, uh, they, they played well in the big 12 tournament. They played well in the big 12 all season. And that's again, like Hayden has been saying kind of too, when you're matched up with a, a, you know, a big 12 team versus a big 10 team, the big 12 teams have shown that they are really the best conference. The big 12 team has won the last two national championships. The big 10 is really just kind of teetered out in a lot of these, a lot of these spots. So I have Kansas state in the into the elite eight facing off against Duke, where I have Duke going to the final four almost because I don't really think that, I mean, Kansas state has a first year head coach. I know Duke does too, but Duke has the, so this class that they're playing with right now was basically the best recruiting class. I think almost ever um, recorded like in the history of college basketball a couple of years ago. And now they're kind of here. Uh, and, and I think that they, they, it took a little bit to hit their stride, but they did obviously towards the end of the season and, and especially during that ACC championship run. Um, so I also have Duke in the final four, but it's over Kansas state and I had Memphis over to Purdue. So definitely and, and Michigan state over, over Marquette. So I had a, a, a the actually my sweet 16 is the five, the three seed, the five seed, the seven seed, and the eight seed. So uh, not as crazy as I think Hayden, one of Hayden's other uh, regions up there, but, but definitely kind of just mix it up a little bit here and we ended up with the same, same two, I guess. And we had Bama versus Duke for the, uh, for the, for, for that first championship game. So who, who do you think is going to take it that one, Hayden? Yeah, well, I, I just want to let you guys know that um, Matt just convinced me with Michigan State, so I'm changing my pick back to Michigan State. Over there, we go. Weekend. Love that Sparty. Yeah, exactly. And then I've got, um, and then Kansas State, Michigan State. I'm picking Kansas State as well. So Matt and I actually have the same elite eight there. So uh, yes, thank you, Matt, for convincing me to switch it back because I was a little bit unsure about when I first switched to, to, to Marquette um, from Michigan state beating them, but, but, but yeah. seriously. And, and, and that's another thing too, is uh, not a lot of people are probably going to pick Marquette to go to the final four. And right. If you have Memphis beating Duke or you got Duke uh, or yeah, sorry, Memphis beating Purdue or Duke beating Purdue. I think the, probably the, the one team that Marquette can't beat is Purdue, unfortunately. Um, but I would say that again, not a lot of people. So if you want to diversify yourself again, with a lot of people probably going to yeah. be picking Purdue or Duke or, you know, I, I guess probably, you know, well, I guess that's kind of it. Maybe Kansas State, I don't know. But Marquette's probably the third out of that group to be chosen for the Final Four. So if you want to go with kind of a, a, an upset pick, a team that can make it is, is definitely Marquette. So, righty. Well, there's a good argument for that. Yes, Marquette's Marquette's always – they're always a, a, a wholesome pick. Um, but moving on to this Final Four game on the left side of the, of the bracket here, we've got uh, Alabama and Duke. Like Matt said, we've got the same teams in here, so it'll be interesting to see which way we go with this. I've still got Alabama. I, I don't think that Duke's going to be able to do it. Um, they're going to get far in this tournament, but it's. I think it's around this time of the tournament where the freshmen and just the inexperience from these players and the, and the just the high stakes of the game is going to get to them. The, these freshmen are really good, like Matt said, one of the, the highest-rated recruiting class in the history of college basketball, basically all in one team. Um, but we're, I don't think we're going to see them move past Alabama. Alabama's just they're just really good. So um I'm I'm going Alabama again. They're one of the most complete teams in this tournament, and they're gonna be able to kind of overcome the the inexperience of the blue Duke Blue Devils in this game. So give me Alabama to move on to the championship. Yeah, same here. Um, kind of the same logic. I I agree. Um Alabama's been been clearly pretty much the best team all year. Um and, and again, I think that it will probably help them out with really whoever they play, you know, like I think even, even a Purdue, like they could probably get past Purdue. And I think, I mean, obviously they're probably going to be the the best um, or the biggest chance to, um, you know, to, 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 to win the championship. They're the number one overall seed. Right. So, uh, but, but yeah, so same as Hayden, we have the same, same two final four teams and the same uh, team moving on to the championship here. So what do you got on the other side? All right. On the other side of things uh, we've got, I've got Houston and UConn in this, in this final four matchup. And, 
lucky for Houston. Basically, I think if Houston gets to the final four, they have everything going for them for them to win the championship. And here's my argument, because guess where the final four slash championship is being played in Houston, Texas. So <laughs> like, what, I mean, what, what else do you need as an argument for Houston, uh, especially in the final four? If I had them in the final four, I'd be stupid not to pick them to at least go to the championship. So give me Houston over UConn. Um, in the final four, if honestly, if you, if I had UConn going up against anybody else like Texas or, you know, maybe even an Iowa state, if I had Iowa state beating Houston in the elite eight and going to the final four, I'd probably pick UConn um, to go to the championship in, in this year's bracket, but I can't pick against Houston when they're playing in Houston. So give me Houston to move on to the championship game. And yes, Matt, who do you have? I have Texas. So, well, I have Texas and Kansas in that game. And then I have Texas winning that game. Um, It just happened right in the big 12 championship, Texas won by 20. It happened at the end of the regular season, Texas won at home uh, by I think 14 or 16 points. Um, So I think that um, I I think I have Texas winning that game again, it'll be tough to beat Kansas, I guess, three times in a row, uh, but just the way that they're playing, Hey, you know, I, I can see it working again. So I have Texas winning that game and I have Alabama versus Texas in the final game. What about you, Hayden? All right. Well, I have quite possibly the most boring championship game, which is Alabama-Houston, which I hate doing, but I think this is one of those years. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I say this every year where I'm like, oh, I feel like this is the year where we just get the, you know, the chalked up championship and the chalked up Final Four. I don't really have a chalked up Final Four, but I do have a chalked up championship game, which is Alabama versus Houston. And I've got Houston winning it all. Again, it's going to be in Houston. So why not pick Houston to go all the way? If I have them going to the final four, I have to have them winning the whole thing because it's in Houston. And why would they not beat a team like Alabama? I think uh, Houston already beat Alabama earlier in the year. So why not? Why, why can't they do it again in the championship? There we go. Houston is my champion. I, it, yeah, I like it. Well, you, actually, it's the other way around. Alabama beat Houston during the regular season. But Hey, it's a revenge spot, right? Oh. There you go. You can you can count it as a revenge yeah. spot for Houston. Exactly. Um, yeah, it'll be a home game basically, and you know, in in Houston for them. Um, and, and I think too, right? Again, kind of diversifying your brackets and stuff like that. I don't think even though they're the betting favorite, I don't think a lot of people are going to have Houston winning the championship, um, because there's a lot, you know, there, there's a lot of other teams, there's a lot of other uh, matchups to be had, and so I think that that's a that that is a good pick, especially if you want to diversify yourself. And and two. The, the the kind of the, the injury to Marcus Sasser is looming over everything, right? So it's one of those things where people are being shied away from Houston when, hey, they have the talent to be able to do it. They're the, they're the betting favorite. People are, you know, they're going to take other teams. So I think that um, I think that Houston's a fine, a fine pick to win it all. And similar to Hayden, I didn't go Alabama. I picked Texas to win the entire championship. And the funny thing is, I, I, seriously, and it's so funny because my champion, Texas Hayden, had losing in the second round to Texas A&M, the seven seed. I could very well see that happening. I just think it's like one of those things where if Texas gets out of the first, you know, that that, that first weekend, if they get to the Sweet 16, it'll be kind of smooth sailing from there. Even when, you know, because they're going to be playing Houston for a chance to play in Houston uh, in the final four. I think they'll, they could beat Houston. So the way that I have my bracket set up, I think that Texas just has it all. Um, and, and, and I never thought, like, even probably two or three weeks ago that I would have Texas winning it all, but I do. Um, so they're, they're going to be my champion and, and 
right. Like I said, you know, I think Houston's a good, it, they're both come from the same region. So both of our champions are coming to kind of, kind of coming from that top right uh, portion of your bracket there. Uh, and, and I, if, if I, if Houston was fully healthy, I would probably have them winning it all too. So um, that's just kind of the only thing that scared me off there, but I could very well see that being probably the best game of the tournament. If we get Houston, Texas in the elite eight matchup, obviously Hayden, that would be, you know, both of our champions playing each other in the elite eight. I think that would be probably the best game of the whole tournament. So definitely would, would love to see that and just kind of how everything, how everything kind of unfolds from there. Yeah, exactly. I feel very boring picking the betting odds favorite to win the whole championship, but you can go cry about it. Honestly, I don't really. <laughs> well, but like I said, I don't. I don't think that's a very popular pick in people's brackets. I think obviously you have Alabama as the number one overall seed. Yeah. Kansas won it last year, and they're number one seed, right? So people are going to be probably going to those two first, and and obviously you know. Purdue was number one for most of the season. So um, the only other team you have there is Houston who played in a lesser conference and yeah, they're the betting favorites, but that's, it's because, and again, Vegas odds are, are, are a lot more sharp than people's minds in terms of when they're picking a bracket. Um, And if the big news that people are hearing is that Houston's best player is injured, which can very well, they could lose in the second game, right? I mean, obviously yeah. any team could, but but that's the kind of the narrative is, is, is oh, Houston's injured team and they are, you know, they played so well during the regular season, but they're going to lose so early in the tournament. Well, dude, if Marcus Sassard comes back and he's fine, like they're probably going to win it all. So it, it's, 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 it could go either way. And like, that's what I'm saying is if Texas is able to beat that team, that, you know, number one overall team, they kind of deserve that, that right to be, to be the number one team. And, and that's kind of why I had them winning the bracket too. So. Yeah, and I, I think that your Texas pick to win the whole thing is a little bit reminiscent of the uh, Baylor winning it when they when they won it like two or three years ago or whatever, um, because they were not a very popular pick at all to win it. Like you said, just a couple a couple weeks before conference tournaments, um, and even a couple weeks before the tournament itself, like they just were not that popular of a pick. And then they ended up going to um, going to the championship and beating Gonzaga by like twenty five. So. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, they just got super hot during that tournament and that could very well happen with Texas, which I think would be great. Um, again, a bounce back like that from losing your head coach to some de- domestic violence uh, allegations, that would be almost like the perfect way to respond to that. Not almost. It would be the perfect way to, to respond to that. So um, that would be a really cool story if they were able to win. So I like that pick, Matt. But with that being said, that does end off the episode for today. Um, again, we didn't have anything else on tap and we're already well over an hour. So um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys learned something that that was the goal by uploading this episode. Um, but yeah, overall, hope you guys are just enjoying making brackets. I know that we are, uh, we will have all 25 made by Thursday when the games start. Um, and so I'm super excited for it. It's going to, it's going to be a great weekend and I don't really know about an episode this weekend. Uh, I don't know if we'll make one because it'll be right in the mix of everything and you'll probably be too, caught up in watching the games and and looking at all the, all the results of the games um, to even really listen to an episode. So I'm thinking that maybe we'll take a little break for this, this weekend. Also, we posted five, I mean, three episodes in five days. So getting not, not, not burnt out here, but it's getting a little tiring. So, um, so yeah, we, we probably won't post an episode this weekend, but next week, early next week, you best believe will be on our stuff and get an episode out early talking about the whole weekend. So With that being said, um, again, thank you guys for all the support. Thank you guys for listening. And we will catch you at the beginning of next week when everything is said and done with the first two rounds. 